Line Podcast. What's going on? This is the Bottom Line Podcast presented by Anchor.fm, your home for sports and entertainment talk. I'm Jimmy Finizzi alongside Neilville Piano, back together in person doing this podcast for the first time in over a year. Neil, first of all, it's great to see you again in person. How the heck are you doing? Yeah, the feeling's not mutual. But no, <laughs> no, no, it's seriousness. No, it's, it's good to, to be back in person. Uh, I, I do remember like you know, when we, when we first started doing this together, I would come over like once or twice a week and we would be in person. And it's crazy how it's been over a year since the right. last time I was here. I was actually here. The last time I was here was when we jumped on first to 11's live stream. When we played Mario Kart and we got absolutely yeah, destroyed. We got smoked. <laughs> we got destroyed. Particularly um, by Matt, but that's another yes, story. Yes, Matt is very good. Oh, yes. Matt, we should, we should mention to you, if you are listening to this episode, that we did get confirmation for how much Jimmy actually can bet. <laughs> yes. Just like what? One eight, 185. No, it was more than that. It was 195. I'm pretty sure it was 180. No, it was 185. 185? I, I can I confirm it was that. I can confirm it was 185. Oh, you know what? I benched 95. Yes. I think that was, yes. Yeah, so you, you were 95. I, am, I was 185. I am very weak, as you could probably guess. But and, and Sam told me that he benches 225, so he I got me it. beat. I believe it. No, <laughs> He's got me beat. No, I believe it. I believe it. But, uh, but no, it's it's great to be back in person. Um, it's good because obviously then you know we could, you know we won't have any technical difficulties so to speak. So that'll be <laughs> thank God. Be yeah. Good. I'm also you know I'm I'm fully vaccinated, which is a great thing. Um, got fully vaccinated last week. My Excellent. brother, my brother should be fully vaccinated this Friday. So by the end of this week, my whole family should be fully vaccinated, which is a blessing. Tremendous, absolutely blessing. Um, shout out to Pfizer. Uh, Pfizer <laughs> game for life is. As people want to say, but I'm, I'm go. good. Good. It's a nice day outside. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm here with Maya. I've seen her in over a year. <laughs> our, our unofficial mascot. If um, you're just, also, if you're, if you're new. Also, um, I'm assuming this episode's coming out today, is it not? Yes. Okay. Well, because of that, it is with great pleasure that I say happy birthday to oh. our very own Jimmy Finizzi, aka Jay Fizzy. Thank you. It is his 27th <laughs> birthday. Yes, you are on the wrong side of 20. But we won't hold it against him. He's still a very young man, a young buck, as they say. And just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Hey, what better, what better birthday present to give you than for me to be here in person? Yeah, dude, that, thank you so much for that. That really does mean a lot. I feel, I feel just as youthful as I've ever been, which is a very, very big blessing. So yeah. thank the Lord. Thank the Lord mm. above for that. But thank you very much. I appreciate that. And it really is, it really is a pleasure to be doing this in person once again with you and boy what a time to do it because today we've got an nhl trade deadline recap we're going to go over our teams the rangers as, and the devils as you can see and, by the shirts that we are wearing. and only fitting because they start a four game set starting uh tonight, tonight actually tonight, which is going to be tonight at the tremendous center, so it goes one in new jersey back to back in at the garden and then the last one will be in jersey on yes. the weekend and then you have three in a row against the Penguins, which is not going to be fun. Oh, in Pit. Oh boy. So, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> that's know, that's you know, not going to be fun. These last sixteen games are not going to be that fun. That's that's not pleasant. But we do have some youth coming into the system, so yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely discuss that. Yeah, the yeah, Devils made some yeah. interesting moves. The Rangers didn't really do much of anything, this but we'll get into boring, that. This is the most boring, anticlimactic trade deadline in the last twenty years. <laughs> but 
there was one in particular that I have some thoughts about. But it didn't happen on the deadline, though. I know it didn't. didn't I know it didn't. That's the deadline. That's the thing. But we'll we'll get into that when the time comes. But I want to start. Why why don't we start with that one? Uh, Actually, start with that one. You know, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Because I just want to get my thoughts out of the way first. So, in case for some reason you've been living under a rock. Oh, Taylor you know, Hall. You're really offensive to people. Like you say that all the time. Well, we can't see the little under a rock. You know, we are human beings. That is true. But no, seriously, in case you haven't heard the news, Taylor Hall is out of Buffalo. Thank God. I, he needed to get out of there. He's he's arguably, I know we talked about it last week, Neil. This guy, look, he's having the worst season of his career so far. There's absolutely no question there, about that. The, no the man has like two no goals. The man has two goals in 30-plus games this season. There's no excuse for it. He has he has improved his playmaking. Well, no, no, he, he has. a lot of assists. No, he has. He has. But even still, he's out of Buffalo. But he went to the Boston Bruins, which yep. was a team that I knew was kind of a dark Ooh. horse candidate. But I was not expecting, to be honest with you. Yes, Neil? A um, little bit of breaking news from the NBA. Oh. Uh, we just got word that Jamal Murray has – Torn his ACL and is probably out for the year. Oh boy! So that, for the most part, has probably knocked the Nuggets out of championship contention, unless unless Jokic and the rest of those guys can do it. And that is a really tough blow for the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, and this is where I mean, it just it's it sucks because especially because Steph Curry had a phenomenal game last 50 53 points 53 points he became the all-time leader uh in points scored in warriors history passing the great wilt chamberlain yes and for for that to happen it's just such a it's the it's an unfortunate part of the game Mm. of any sport that injuries do happen and these things happen and jamal murray was having a really fantastic season he's really grown into his own and to just see him get hurt like that is just so unfair yeah and I hope that he can recover um, as soon as possible, but most likely he will be done for the season. Yeah, that that's an unfortunate blow. All the best, all the best to him and a very, very speedy recovery. So best wishes out to Jamal Murray. But as I was saying before, back to the trade that I wasn't expecting. Well, kind of was, but wasn't because I didn't well, expect this team. Was, we knew he was getting traded. Well, we knew that. that but that's not a surprise. Look, Taylor Hall is a Boston Bruin. Now, the Boston Bruins were, I know, a bit of a dark horse type of candidate, but I did not expect him to go there. But at the same time, Boston could have used a little bit extra help on the scoring depth chart. And hey, you know what? Taylor yeah. Hall is a guy who can definitely provide that for the Bruins. But that's not what surprised me here. <laughs> the other surprise. Please tell us what did the what did the Buffalo Sabres get for Taylor Hall? <laughs> please well, please well, entertain me. Well, first of all, Curtis Lazar went to went to Boston as well. Like, bottom, listen, bottom six forward. Look, bottom six forward. I, oh, I, wait, Curtis Lazar. No, yeah, my bad. Yeah, Curtis, Curtis Lazar. Lazar. He was actually one of the better. He was actually one of the better Bruins, uh, not say Sabres this year. Yeah, him, from- him, and Sam Reinhart were the two bright spots for them all season. Well, Linus Olmark. Well, well, and, and Olmark and Olmark. Who, yeah. who, mind you, is not going to be signing an extension. He's going to be testing free agency, which I mean makes a lot of sense. Uh, well, first of all, it's I like, guess so. It's, first of all, does he want to continue to play in Buffalo? Probably not. No. Number two, he might get money and also playing time somewhere else. So it might as well go out there and see what he can get. But, yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, so yeah, I mean, Curtis Lazar, 
it started with that they said Curtis Lazar was being traded, but he might be part of a bigger deal. Right. People thought at first it was supposed to be just a, you know, a small deal. And I was wondering like, okay, is that all the Bruins are going to do? Like, is that it? Like, is, is that where we're going to go with this? Cause I know that they need top six forward help. Yes. They needed it. And they wanted Kyle Palmieri and they tried to get him. And I guess for reasons that you can only chalk up to, they just didn't have a good enough offer. Um, they could not get Kyle Palmieri. Right. Which I think makes sense. I mean, you know, Palmieri was able to get the Devils a first-round pick. Now, they had to kick in Travis Zajac to the deal to make it to, – to sweeten the deal. Right. But at the same time, um, to still get a first-round pick is a major plus, and I'm sure the Bruins just didn't want to – Right. No, yeah. Give up a first. Which, which, which would make total sense, but – Well, none of us thought that Palmieri was going to be a first – going to be worth at least this year a first round pick right but to still get one is still a good thing no no yeah absolutely you you make a fair point and we'll get more to the devils in a little bit but back to this taylor hall trade so who do the buffalo sabers get back in return none other by some dude named anders bjork Bjork. Bjork. who by the way is a bottom six forward in this league which is just unfathomable to me i think if you're a Buffalo Sabres fan and you were you were probably sleeping when you when this trade happened. When you woke up this morning, and I think Melody Martin, diehard Buffalo Sabres fan, yes. by the way. And if, by the way, if you aren't subscribed to her channel, go do so. She is tremendous. But she put it best. When you're sleeping, when this trade happens, when you wake up and you have people texting you and messaging you on social media, yeah. apologizing to you and giving you your condolences for what you have to go through. Yeah. You know this trade is straight garbage. I mean, to, to trade a former MVP of this league in Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar, who, again, was one of Very your solid. biggest bright spots Very all solid. season long for a yeah. team that has 10 freaking wins, although they have played better, I'll say that. But still, Do they have 10 wins now. 10 wins. Oh, yeah, they beat the Flyers two days ago. Yeah, exactly. But a team that really is, let's face it, probably the worst team of the NHL this season. What do you mean probably? Well, the what worst do you, what team. What do you mean probably? The worst team of the NHL. But even still, Curtis Lazar, I don't know why you gave him up. He was one of, he was one of your lone, one of your lone bright spots all season long. I don't know what was wrong with him. But to trade him and Taylor Hall to Boston and get back a bottom six forward. I mean, my God, what the hell? What the hell are you doing here? Boston, they pretty much fleeced them. They fleeced the Buffalo Sabres here. That trade to me, look, I'm sure Anders Bjork is a nice guy, but he's not that He's not that great. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's not that impressive a player. He's a bottom six forward. He doesn't really provide that much depth. And in all honesty... This makes the Sabres look worse. So what are we talking about here? So look, bottom line, this trade, this trade just got awful. Buffalo Sabres fans, I, I, I truly, I truly feel your sympathies. I really do. Because the fact that you have to go through this, not only having the worst season in the history of the franchise, yeah. but to also trade away Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar for a bottom six forward, that to me is going to go down as probably one of the worst trades I've ever seen in my life. I mean, this is just, 
pretty much what has been the Buffalo Sabres this year. This is just another um, episode in it. I mean, when it, when the rumors really started to pick up about Taylor Hall, and we heard that there were a handful of teams vying for his services, we all knew that the only way the Sabres could come out on top in this situation is if they got Hall, if they traded Hall and somehow got either a first-round pick or a couple of picks and maybe a young prospect. To me, that was the only way Kevin Adams was going to look like the winner in this situation. Right. So when Taylor Hall was announced that he was being traded to the Boston Bruins, to me, it wasn't as much of a surprise because Boston does need the top six winger depth. Yes. So in this case, the Bruins knew that Kyle Palmieri was probably their number one target. And if they weren't, their backup was Taylor Hall, which you would think in other years, it would probably be the other way around. But Hall has had such a bad season. And you wonder if this is the beginning of his decline or if this is just a microcosm of everything that has gone wrong mm. in um, Buffalo. It's, it, it's, such a, it's such a tough thing. And then you also have to take into consideration this. We have the Seattle expansion draft coming up in a couple months. Yes. We don't know, you know what guys are going to be able to be protected, what guys are going to be left, you know, unprotected and end up getting picked up in the expansion draft. And, you know, money is still a tough thing because of the flat cap. So teams are not going to, you know, make, give up a huge amount of assets for a player if they can't afford to keep them long-term and, yep. and everything like that. Yep. So when we found out that it that the, that the deal was Curtis Lazar and Taylor Hall for Anders Bjork and a second round pick, Ugh. All you could do really is just shake your head or laugh because it was like, you know, as if, as if it couldn't get worse in Buffalo, it got worse because what it just showed is the inexperience of Kevin Adams. Adams has never been a general manager. He's never been close to that. Mm -hmm. He has no NHL experience around him. They have like no scouts, basically. Yep. They don't have an assistant general manager. I mean, their front office is so barren. It's a joke. And this is what happens when you hire friends. When you hire friends in a business, unless they are completely qualified, which I mean, you, you know, if that's the case, good on you. It's not going to work out. And then you let the leash off for too long. And by the time you finally decide from a business standpoint, okay, it's time to move on. The damage has already been done. The right. damage has already been done. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Adams has a huge long way to go to get the Sabres to respectability because there was a lot of hype going into this year with Jack Eichel, bringing in Taylor Hall, mm -hmm. having guys like Victor Olofsson, Rasmus Bristolainen, Rasmus Dahlin, and, and, you know, a team that everybody thought, well, maybe they're not necessarily a playoff team, but, you know, who knows? They could very well, you know, surprise some people. And so it's just one of those things. But here's the thing that I find very funny. The Devils traded Taylor Hall over a year ago, December of 2019. Yes. They got a first round pick, a couple of conditional picks. Nick Merkley, who has been a very good energy player and a young six foot eight defenseman prospect in Kevin Ball, who may very well make his NHL debut at some point this year. I don't know. We'll say. Right. And that was two, three months before the deadline. That wasn't even at the deadline. That was right in the middle of the season that the Devils did that. Yep. Now, 
with Taylor Hall playing a lot better than he is this year, that year, yes, of course he was. But at the same time, for the Devils to get a huge amount for Taylor Hall and then compare that to the Sabres getting Anders Bjork, a bottom six forward, and a second-round pick shows you that Kevin Adams does not know what he's doing and that it pretty much shows that nobody was going to give up good assets for Taylor Hall. I was just going to bring up that's the amazing thing, too, because they essentially got Taylor Hall – for nothing in the yeah, first place. Right. And now they nothing. traded him away for absolutely nothing. I know we brought it up last week. Oh, he's not, he's not worth a first round pick. We both agreed on that. No. We knew it wasn't worth that much. No. But my God, like, what are you doing here? Like, this is a guy who clearly has no idea what the hell he's doing. And, this, and, he, should, and he should sell the team. And this wasn't even, well, Kevin Adams doesn't own Well, I, I'm sorry. He, he should be it's fired. Double, fired. Double, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, the Pagulas have, it's just funny how, like, the Pagulas have done a great job with the Buffalo uh the Buffalo Bills, and you look at that, and they're completely on the rise. Right. They, they've got things in place. Then you look at the Buffalo Sabres, and it's just like, what the hell? It's kind of like with James Nolan. James Nolan has done a great job of being the Rangers owner because he just lets people who know what they're doing just do what they need to do. But with the Knicks, he constantly gets involved and doesn't know what he's doing. It doesn't hire people all the time. Recently, I would say the people he's hired are tremendous basketball minds. Right. But people before that have just, they have no experience and don't know and are not given the opportunity to do what they need to do to make the team successful. There you go. So keep that in mind. The other thing to keep in mind is this, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. The interest of the owners is not the same as the interest of the fans. If the Pagulas don't care that much about a winning hockey team, they're not going to put in the effort. And that is what you've seen. That is why it has now been a decade since they last made the playoffs. Yep. Or it will be a decade. And, and, and won a playoff series. And won a playoff series. Let alone that. Right. So that's it. The other thing that I find interesting is with Curtis Lazar. And you were saying you don't really know why Curtis Lazar. And I didn't know either. And I wanted to look it up because I thought, well, maybe he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Oh, no. His contract goes into 2021-22. So he oh, has boy. another year on his contract. Oh, and mind you, his cap hit is $800,000. It is not like he has a bad contract or anything like that. He is 26 years of age, right in what you would consider the prime of his career. And he's playing great. And he's playing solid. I mean, he's not great. He's playing solid. Oh, yeah. He's playing solid. Let's just call it like it is. Okay. But to me, it's just sad. And you know what? This, t- this tells me something. I think Taylor Hall is a locker room cancer. And this is why. He was in Edmonton. He was one of the many first, first overall picks that they had at the time. And everybody was hoping that he could be one of the guys to lead them. They get Connor McDavid. And instead of trying to keep all those guys together, you know, Peter Shirelli, one of the worst general managers in the history of the NHL, <laughs> traded Taylor Hall to the Devils for Adam Larson. Now, now, Adam Larson has been a solid defenseman in Edmonton. There is no, you know, but he's but obviously the return is not as good as what you gave up. Right. Taylor Hall goes to the Devils, and the team ended up, you know, getting the number one overall pick in 2017, made the playoffs. And then had an awful year the next year. He missed the majority of the season with an injury. They got the first overall pick again. And we joke about, oh, Taylor Hall has the first overall, the lottery pick magic. And then then the last season, you know, he basically had this attitude of, 
He was frustrated that the team wasn't going in the right direction. Uh, John Hines got fired. He deserved to be fired. Uh, Ray Shiro eventually got fired, but well before, well, well after Taylor Hall got moved. Uh, Taylor Hall would, you know, make, you know, uh, remarks on the ice about the fact that the fans were getting on him and getting on the team, even though the Devils fans had the right to feel that way. And then the Devils traded him. He goes to Arizona. He's there until the end of the season. And there was no way in hell he was staying in Arizona. Oh, and, yeah. that, and then he goes to Buffalo on a one-year deal, $14 million, because he likes Ralph Kruger. Well, Ralph Kruger is a terrible, terrible NHL head coach, as it was proven. He gets fired. And Taylor Hall had the balls to say, didn't give a regular you know, hockey answer. When someone asked him, would you be willing to, you know, um, release your no trade clause, you know, would you be willing to do it? He goes, oh yeah, absolutely. Ooh. I mean, I mean, how can you say that, right? Not, and knowing that basically the, the fans are going to hear that and it's just slap in the face. Mm. And look, Taylor Hall was interested in going to Boston at the beginning of the season. Right. Not really sure why he didn't just do it then, but whatever. And now he will play on the Bruins for the rest of the season. And I expect the Bruins to try to keep him for another two or three years. A two or three year contract to me is very, right. is very good. It's reasonable. And then Taylor Hall said the damning statement of, I'm happy to come to Boston because I don't have to be the main guy. Ooh. Taylor Hall won an MVP. And he's talking about he doesn't want to be the main guy. Every team that has had Taylor Hall is relieved that they no longer have him because they wanted him to be the main guy. He didn't want to be that guy. So they traded him. The Devils, out of all the teams that got Taylor Hall, they got the most assets for him. Because obviously the Devils had him at the right time when he was at the prime of his career and everything like that. Right. I don't really wish Taylor Hall that well, honestly. I don't. I hope he I hope he ha- continues to have a terrible, terrible uh, time and season, and I hope the Bruins don't win the cup. Wow, not from like I would be happy for everybody else in the Bruins, don't get me wrong, like, right? The Bruins have a lot of likable players, except Brad Marshall. Ugh. But anyway, don't, don't even get me, they have a lot of likable players. Boston doesn't upset me, plus, also the Devils have been kicking their ass most of the season. <laughs> so, I mean, it's that's true. So, I, I don't have a lot of uh negatives against Boston, but for Taylor Hall to say the statements that he said over the last couple of weeks. You know, saying that, oh, he'd be absolutely willing to, to, you know, waive his no trade clause to saying, oh, I'm coming to Boston and I don't have to be the main guy. Mm -hmm. That just shows that this guy is not a leader and he is not somebody you build your franchise around. He is somebody that is a nice addition to a team that is already in position to make a run. So if he had gone to Vegas, if he had gone to Washington, if he had gone to the Islanders, if he had gone as he went to Boston, he's not going to go there and be the main dude. He's not going there to be the main dude. He's there to be a nice additional piece on that second line. And that's just what it is. Now, will Taylor Hall improve his offensive game with Boston? The expectation is yes, because he has a lot more talent around him. Right. But if he continues to struggle and is not playing well, I mean, it is what it is. Oh, and mind you, today he will be making his Bruins debut against none other than the Buffalo Sabres. Yep. And I hope the Sabres win by six goals. <laughs> and I hope Taylor Hall has a plus minus of minus five. Oh, because, man. I mean, 
And Taylor Hall, for the majority of his career, has done nothing but slap fans in the face with his comments, with his desire, and everything like that. He was the only guy that would come out in public and defend John Hines when he was the head coach of the Devils and say, oh, he's the best coach I've ever had. Because you had crappy coaches in Edmonton. Because you don't know exactly what a good coach actually is. Right. And it was proven. John Hines wasn't it. And, you know, for anybody out there that wants to say from a Devils perspective, oh, we have the most capped space in the NHL next year. We should go after Taylor Hall. Why? We traded him for a reason. There is no point to that. Mm. He's not going to help us. Is he a good offensive player? Yeah, but there are other guys. Like, honestly, I would prefer Patrick Liney over Taylor Hall. Thank you. Because, yeah, is Patrick Liney a terrible player when it comes to defense? No question. Yes. Can he be considered lazy? No question. But he does score 40-plus goals a season. Yes. To be honest with you, I would rather have that than somebody who's going to come here and try to force the organization to do it. They brought in Nikita Gusev and PK Subban to try to appease Taylor Hall to mm. convince him to sign a long-term deal. Well, guess what? The Devils fell, the season fell to crap. He got traded. Nikita Gusev fell off so much this season that they terminated his contract. Yep. And PK Subban has actually been not bad this right. year. He's act, you know, honestly, I wouldn't mind keeping him for the last year of his contract. Right. I wouldn't mind it. He's been good. And you know what? He's a veteran. Devils need veteran players on yeah. his team that we've just continued to do. But that's just but that's just it. Taylor Hall, you know, whatever, man. You get to go to a good for you. You get to go to a competent team for the first time in your NHL career. Congratulations. <laughs> and if you stay in Boston long term, congratulations. But I hope you don't win anything because clearly you have proven that you don't really care about the team. You don't. You've proven that. You've proven wow. that. Time in, time again. Buffalo, Kevin Adams. Yeah, yeah, man. That's pretty embarrassing what <laughs> yeah, you just that's... did. Uh, and for Buffalo fans in general, I mean, there's nothing I could really say. I mean, it's just like, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Hopefully next year, um, things get better. I mean, you still have Jack Eichel. Uh, yeah, but what, what, what good is that going to do you? But – Look, yeah, bottom line, this this trade was absolutely terrible. And look, Taylor Hall gets to go on a team that has a chance to make the playoffs. I get that, but eh, it is what it is. Neil's right. And speaking of it which, I actually just I actually just got this uh notification from our friends in the Slapshot Sweethearts. And by the way, you should go uh, was subscribe they, to them as were well. They tweeted us? Uh no, I just got this. Uh they just posted this on social media what just now. Surprise giveaway. Isn't Shannon Walsh, by the way, a... Uh... Uh, Bruins fan? She she is actually I yes. What, I wonder how she feels about this. <laughs> yeah, we should probably. Oh no, she's probably she's probably ecstatic because they got Taylor Hall for nothing. Well, well yeah, so yeah. even if he flops, what did they give up? I'm just working a second round pick. Yeah, exactly. So what what they say? They don't give away. In honor of Taylor Hall's Boston Bruins debut and our live stream coverage of the game tonight, which will be at 7 p.m. on their YouTube channel. They got another 7, part of that one at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. By the way, you should uh, subscribe to their channel. By the way. We will be giving away a signed Taylor Hall NHL All-Star puck. Interested? Hell See the no! Rules. See the rules above. Hell don't forget no. to join our live stream tonight. Bro, Click would, the link in their bio on Instagram, I would by the rather way. have a Miles Wood signed puck, which I do, by the way. Yes. Then a Taylor Hall All-Star. 
no, no, no. I mean, I get it. I mean, it'll get them. It'll get them. It'll get them all followers and all that. Well, but that's no. true, but no, I, you, you can, I you, lo- can you can count the, us out look, of that sweepstakes, ladies. Sorry, shot sweethearts, but no. Yeah, no. That ain't. I spoke. We, we love. Chief. We love them, but no. I, sorry. I spoke, to, I spoke to Chief, and he and he said this ain't it. So <laughs> that's that's not no. That's terrible. That's, that's that really is something. But for those who are interested, tune into their live stream tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, tonight, April 13th, 2021. I should add and go subscribe to the podcast and follow them on social media and on YouTube as well. So, a couple more, a couple other key trades I found interesting. The Mind LA you, Kings, again, it was a very boring trade deadline. It wasn't like, no, it, it it wasn't was. like what you people expected. No, it, it was. But couple of other significant trades here. The LA Kings acquired a conditional third-round pick in the 2022 draft and a conditional fourth-round pick in the 2023 NHL draft in exchange for Jeff Carter. Like it, That was a very interesting move. I like move. that, I, I like I that actually, for Pittsburgh. I do like that for Pittsburgh. It adds, it adds more veteran leadership. He's 36. And he's getting up there. He's won a couple cups. Yeah, he, he, won, he won two Stanley Cups and, with the Kings. And look, you know, the other thing that's amazing about Pittsburgh is this. They have been playing so well, and they are still – been hit with so many injuries right like Malkin hasn't played in like over a month yep so this tells me that the Penguins are a dangerous team going into the postseason mm. like if they get fully healthy and they continue to play this way it, it might be another Stanley Cup in oh Pittsburgh. oh yeah oh yeah which I mean I wouldn't even be annoyed by that I'd just be <laughs> like, all right whatever like yeah I'd be mean, like whatever yeah exactly but here's the trade I found here's another trade I found surprising and I promise we'll get to the Rangers and Devils in a little bit. I promise. But this is the other trade I found very surprising. And, oh, by the way, I should add, our guy Austin Myers has a uh, bonus episode of Top Shelf with Taco recapping the trade deadline. He'll go over all the trades. So that'll be out later on this week. So stay tuned can we talk for about, that. Can we talk about the Capitals Red Wings trade? I was just going to get into that. That's so the other big what a, surprise. What a joke. The what Washington Capitals. Trade have acquired forward Anthony Mantha in exchange for forwards Jacob Vrana and Richard Ponick, a 2021 first-round pick, and a 2022 second-round pick. All right, I'll just say this right away. What an absolute show. Are are you kidding me? As a Devils fan, I am so – well, first of all, the Devils will play the Capitals the rest of the season. Thank God. Jacob Verona was killing the Devils, and I'm so glad he is not in this division anymore. (laughs) Thank the Lord. But the other thing is simply this. The other thing is simply this, and then I'll I'll let you you speak. No, go ahead. I did not think the Capitals would would be this desperate. Mm. Um, They've been playing very well, and I think they're going to end up finishing as the top seed in the East Division, in my opinion. Right. But – for you to trade two impact players, particularly Verona, who's been awesome, and also a first-round pick, unless you think Anthony Mantha is going to come in and light the house on fire, I don't really see why you make this move. This clearly tells you that, again, the Capitals are all in. Right. Like, they're, they're going all in to win the Cup. Yeah. Which is fair. Because, look, when you have an old core like Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom, John Carlson. Um, TJ Oshie. TJ Oshie. Uh, Zidane Char, oh. you have a pretty old core. You're trying to squeeze the last couple of good years out of these guys um, and trying to win at least another cup. And, and I respect that. It was a surprise because I don't think you needed to make that move. They right. also traded uh, one of their young defensemen, Jonas Siegenthaler, yes. to the Devils for a conditional, third, well, the Arizona conditional pick right. that we got in the Taylor Hall trade. 
Um, which again, a lot of Capitals fans said that they didn't really like that because he's a young defenseman with still a lot of potential. And, you know, he just didn't really get an opportunity this year. They thought he could be a guy that could come in to uh, relieve Zidane Chara every now and then when he needed a rest, but that didn't end up being the case. But right. yeah, the Capitals were surprisingly busy and they made without a doubt, in my opinion, the most surprising move of the deadline because I don't really get why you trade away Jacob Toronto. Yeah, no. And I, and, yeah. I, and I mean, is I mean, I don't know if Verona's a UFA at the end of the year. I'd have to look. I'll find that out. Um, I mean, that would be one hell of a, I mean, there would be a lot of teams that are going to be buying. And who knows? Maybe the Capitals try to bring back Verona in the offseason if he is an unrestricted free agent. Um, but this clearly shows that the Capitals are indeed making a run at the Cup again, which is not a surprise. But in my opinion, this wasn't a move where they really needed to do it. Now, if they traded Jacob Verona and got Taylor Hall, okay, mm. I could see, I could see that. But you got Anthony Mantha, who's still a very good player. Do not get me wrong. It's one of the better players on the Detroit Red Wings right now. But again, you already had that depth, and you just weakened it a little bit because you got rid of a couple guys. But, That's all I have to say. Well, no, no, it's it's, it's interesting. I, I just find this to be an absolute joke. And 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 Anthony Mantha is having a not great, but. He's having a solid season so far. You know, eleven goals, ten assists, twenty-one points. But you know, in what so, like thirty-five so, so, games? Like yes, yeah, games? around there. But so he's he's been a solid, solid player this year. But Jake, Jacob Rana, man, I mean, what, what are we doing here? I mean, th- this this was probably in a trade deadline that was boring as hell. This was the, the this least. this was the most surprising trade I've heard the entire deadline. So. Look, that, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. It's an absolute joke, but yep. I really hope it works out. But, damn, I was stunned to hear that trade news. Now, let's talk about our local teams, the Devils and the Rangers. As far as the Rangers are concerned, we mentioned it last week. They really didn't have to do any some sort of fire sale. I mean, they're, they're already in a position where they still could potentially make the playoffs. I still don't think that's going to happen, but... I digress there. But I suggested last week that they should trade Brendan Smith, but obviously that didn't happen. But to the disappointment of all Rangers fans, they did not trade Brendan Smith. <laughs> but it is I, I know so many Rangers fans wanted Brendan Smith gone. No, yeah. I, I I've been talking to a lot of Ranger fans that wanted him out, but it is what it is. He's staying put, at least for now. Let's see what they do in the offseason. I'm sure the Rangers will be really, really busy in the offseason. But as far as the trade deadline, they didn't really have to do anything rash because they still believe that this group of guys they have now still has a chance to make the playoffs. And, hey, you know what? They could. They could. I still don't think it's going to happen, but they could. But we'll see. Yep. But as far as the Devils. Well, let me talk about the Devils really quick. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. A couple of news things. Nico Heischer will be in the lineup tonight, thank the Lord. So okay. he's finally back. Okay. Um, yeah, also happy birthday to Patrick Elias. So you share a birthday with a Oh, perfect. Nice. Um, so happy birthday to him. Yeah, let's talk about the Devils. I'll 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 throw it out there. I'll throw go it out there. So no, go ahead. um let me set the scene because I, I like doing this. Um well gather, basically gather gather around the campfire. Did everybody. we talk about the Paul Mary trade? Did we talk about that? I was just gonna do you wanna, do you wanna talk about that? I, I was just about to get into that. Yeah. So yeah. in case you missed the news, the new in case Jersey you live Devils. under a rock as Jimmy would say. <laughs> Leave me alone. But anyway, so the New Jersey Devils 
a couple weeks ago, I want to say, traded Kyle Palmieri, which I think we all kind of expected was going to happen. A week, uh, last Thursday. Last Thursday, okay. So they traded him away. Longer, but it's not. They traded him away and Travis Zajac, which I was not expecting in the slightest. Yep. Yep. But they traded them to the New York Islanders for A.J. Greer, Mason Jobs. I think that's how you say it. I'm sorry if I'm saying that incorrectly. A 2021 first round pick and a 2022 conditional fourth round pick. Like I said, in exchange for Palmieri and Travis Zajac. So now both of those guys, look, it's weird as hell seeing Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac in an Islanders uniform. And Kyle Palmieri without a beard is disturbing to say the That's least. That's what happens when you play for Lula Morales. That's disturbing. You're not allowed but... to have facial hair <laughs> until the playoffs. Well, yeah, obviously. But even still, it's very, it's very weird. But Anyway, Neil, I know you obviously have a lot more thoughts about this than I do because yeah. I am not a Devils fan, obviously. But no, and you ne- and you never will be. <laughs> but but no, I, I found this very, very interesting on the accounts that Travis Zajac went to. I mean, that has to be the most surprising thing here. Yeah, well, first of all, we all knew that Paul Mary was gonna get traded. Uh for right. weeks leading up, he he and his agents were talking with Tom Fitzgerald about an extension and they just unfortunately there was just no uh, agreement ever made it just maybe it was money i think that ended up being the case that maybe the maybe his agents wanted more money average annual value and fitzgerald didn't want that and that's understandable because paul mary is now 30 and is he going to be somebody that the devils can have long term when they start to become a good team maybe maybe not he may not be that good by the time the devils get good Right. This is just kind of, you know, because age ends up catching up to everybody at some point. Um, so after a while, it was pretty obvious that he was going to be traded. I mean, he was kept out of the, of the next two games. And so we we're like, okay, well, now we just got to wait to see what happens. Right. And sure enough, on Wednesday night, around seven o'clock, we finally got word that he was being dealt, being dealt to the Islanders. Not that big of a surprise because we knew the Islanders were one of the teams that was very, very interested in Kyle Palmer. Yep. The question obviously continued to be, well, what could the Devils actually get? And none of us thought we could get a first-round pick. We thought we could get one last year if we traded him at the deadline the year before. Um, but in this situation, it was more of, okay, could we just get like maybe a second, a third, and a prospect? Like, is that so? Is that is that so much to ask? Like, we didn't think that was unreasonable. Um, but obviously, then we got the word that he was being traded. Then we got word that Travis Zajac was part of the deal. Mm. Travis Zajac has a no trade clause, a complete no trade clause. He actually had to waive his trade clause to be moved. And he actually had the opportunity to be moved to the Islanders last year, along with Andy Green. And that didn't happen. He didn't, he chose not to. He chose to play the rest of the year in New Jersey. Um, and Andy Green just went to the Islanders. Well, Andy Green went to the Islanders last year. Right. Um, the big thing here is simply this. Travis Zajac is at the point in his career where, honestly, he doesn't have a lot of time left and wants to give himself an opportunity to try to chase a Stanley Cup. Yeah, right. It's understandable. Oh, he's right, played yeah. his entire career in New Jersey, and he has been here through the first rebuild and now the beginning of what is supposed to be the second go-around with this rebuild. Mm. Um, and to me, the only way the Devils got their first-round pick was because they kicked in Travis Zajac. And right. Lou Lamarillo knowing his former devil players knows these guys very, very well. So he's going to go out and get his guy. That's what he does. And he knows that Palmieri and Zajac are not, you know, 
you know, fancy type players. They are workmanlike players. They are good veteran presence. They fit in very seamlessly with the rest of the way the Islanders play, the way Barry Trotz's system works, which is basically what the Devils did in the 90s and 2000s when they were winning Stanley Cups. This is just a fact. Right. But the two minor league players are just that. They're minor league players. They're not going to be playing long-term with this team. They're just in there for cap reasons. Okay. So we got a first round pick, which is probably going to be in the late 20s because we expect the Islanders to go deep into the playoffs. And that conditional fourth round pick becomes a third if the Islanders, I believe, go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Right. Obviously, we would like to see the Islanders go to the Stanley Cup Finals to get a conditional third round pick. Yeah, I'm indifferent about it, but I digress. Well, you're, well, you know, you're, you're a rageous man. <laughs> I understand that. Um, so, look, it is what it is. It had to happen. And now, basically, we have nobody left from the 2012 Stanley Cup team, mm. or the team that went to the Cup final. And the longest tenure devil now is, surprisingly, Damon Severson, mm. which tells you a lot because Damon Severson is only, only 26 years of age. Yep. Um, with this move also, the Devils retained uh, 50% of Kyle Palmieri's salary, and I think also 50% of Zajac's yeah, salary. Yeah, I was Because the Islanders yeah. don't have a lot of cap space. And that's fine, because when you have a lot of cap space, you can do this. Right. The, Devils, the Devils took on 50% of Taylor Hall's salary last year when they traded him right. to the Coyotes. Same thing with, um, with Wayne Simmons when they traded him to Buffalo. So it's all, I mean, it's like, it, it's okay. Right. We all knew this was happening. I said to people on Devil's State of Mind that, honestly, I was happy either way. We kept them long-term, great. We don't, we don't. At least we got something for them and we got a first-round pick. Yeah. Now, we can use that first-round pick for a multitude of different reasons. One, we could draft somebody. Two, we can move up to draft somebody. Three, because of the expansion draft, we can give somebody a first-round pick to have us take on one of their – players that, they're, that they can't protect, and that benefits us. Or we could package it in a deal to try to get a impact player. I mean, there are guys out there like, you know, I'll just throw it out there, Johnny Goudreau. He's going to be in the last year of his contract next year. I think the Flames are starting to accept that they have to get rid of the core that they have. They just traded Sam Bennett yesterday to Florida yep. for like nothing. Well, they got a decent prospect in picks. Yes. But they could very well do that. There are other guys out there, right? There's other guys out there. And by the way, I should add Johnny Goudreau is a Jersey guy, by the way. So Well, he did grow up a Flyers fan. But, well, mean, yeah. He that. could still play for the hometown team. So <laughs> yes. Even though know, he's from South Jersey. And that is, he, that's we true. We don't hold it against them. That's true. Um, so, yeah, it had to happen, and that's that. Now, going into the deadline, the thing was is that we have three, at the time, three unrestricted free agent defensemen. Sammy Votnin. Ryan Murray and Dmitry Kulikov. Mm -hmm. The expectation was that at least one of them was going to get moved. It was a surprise that on Sunday, Sammy Votnin was put on waivers, but still was allowed to play. Don't know how that's possible. Didn't know that was a thing, but mm -hmm. apparently, but he did play. And we were hoping, I mean, at least I was hoping that he would clear waivers so that the Devils could trade him for a lesser price and still get something for him. Right, right. Well, yesterday morning, he was claimed by the Dallas Stars. So the Devils don't get anything, which, is, <laughs> which was kind of a disappointment. But, I mean, nobody was going to take on that cap, even though it's only $2 million. And also, I got, we got word that 
Really, Tom Fitzgerald didn't get any really good offers for Sammy Votnin in any way because Votnin's not had a good year. Yep. Ryan Murray has been playing well this season. He got benched a couple games, but that's okay. He's been a really solid defenseman. I've liked the acquisition since, ever since we traded him. We got him from Columbus for a fifth-round pick. Mm-hmm. Totally cool with that. Yep. Um, you know, Fitzgerald said yesterday he never really got any good offers, and also he wants to remain competitive. And keeping a guy like Ryan Murray – keeps us competitive instead of totally having completely all guys 25 years or younger on the team. We have some veterans still here, but the devils kept Dmitry Kulikov out of the lineup after uh, four Sunday's game uh, this past week for, for precautionary reasons. Right. Said. And once you put on for precautionary reasons, you know, most likely you're getting dealt. So it was a matter of, okay, well, where is he getting dealt? And what honestly could we get for him? We were all hoping, you know, maybe we could get a second round. Pick, maybe a third round pick, who knows? And finally, we got word from Kevin Weeks, who I don't know how the hell he has this much uh, knowledge of what's going on. <laughs> it, um, it really is unbelievable. He gets out, he gets out rumor, he gets out reports before anybody else does at times. But I guess so. He was the first one that came out and said that Dimitri Kulov was being traded to the Edmonton Oilers. No, unfortunately, it wasn't for Connor McDavid, as mm. to the to the sheer discretion of many Devils fans. <laughs> Um, but he was traded and then we were told it was a conditional pick and we're like, all right, well, that's not exactly what we wanted, which, but which by the way, can become a third round pick if they win a playoff well, series, it's a conditional, what fourth round pick, third round, can, pick. third round pick that can become a what the fourth round pick can become a third round pick. Next so it's year. a conditional fourth if, round if, pick that can become a third round. If pick. Edmonton wins a playoff series this year. Yes. I, I, I have no faith in Edmonton winning a playoff yeah, series. No, that, that, so I, I don't think, I don't think, just, I don't I think it's going to happen. Except the fact that we are going to get a fourth round pick. Not the end of the world. So we kept, so we kept one of the three unrestricted uh, free agent defensemen. And yes, we could very well probably bring back Kulikov in the offseason if we want to. Right. If we want to. And now the Devils have something along the lines of nearly fifty million dollars in cap space. And Tom Fitzgerald said he is going to utilize that. Please, for the love of God, try. To actually use it. Don't go out and do what Ray Shiro did where he got out and we had all this cap space and we went out and signed minor league dudes. Mm. Please get these guys some help. We have Alexander Holtz nearly days away from getting over here to New Jersey. We need to see what he can do. But we need to add help on the top six. We need to add scoring. We are lacking in it. We need help. We need to give help to Jack Hughes so that he doesn't have to do it all on, all on his own. We need help desperately. But at the end of the day, the Devils made, uh, well, Fitzgerald made the moves that he felt like were the best for the team. Um, in a perfect world, I think everybody would have liked to see the Devils just trade away all three of those UFAs and get something for them. Right. But at the end, but I also get it. And we did also acquire a Segan dollar from the Capitals, who will be making his Devils debut tonight. Yes. So that'll be interesting uh, for the team. Thank you, Maya, um, for doing that. <laughs> no, Thank she's, you. Yeah, she's excited about um, this. She's excited about the future of the Devils. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. The Devils didn't really make a lot of blockbuster moves. I mean, the blockbuster move that they made already happened. Right. The previous week when they traded away Kyle Palmieri. So we'll see what happens the last – we got, like, 16 games left in the season – all about just trying to finish the year on a high note. Yep, absolutely. But this was a really boring trade deadline. 
Yes. It was actually, we had the least amount of trades. Uh, this was the least amount of trades in 20 years. Mm. Which yeah. tells you a lot. Again, because it, of it, it says a lot, yeah. The flat cap, the Seattle expansion, and also quarantining for players that are getting traded over, you know, across the border, like Nick Felino getting traded to end uh, right, Toronto, yeah. which was a big move. They also acquired David Riddick to get some goaltending help, which is kind of stupid in a way, because you <laughs> already have you already have some good you you already have like Jack Campbell who's won eleven or twelve in a row at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you still have Freddie Anderson, which I mean, I, I don't think Freddie Anderson is going to be on the team for much longer. True. Um, but yeah, you know, but it was a pretty boring trade. That yeah, that, no, it, it, it was boring outside of a couple of surprising yet significant trades. One that will definitely make Sabres fans mad. We discussed it earlier. But yeah, bottom line is this trade deadline was very, very boring, very uninteresting. And it really says a lot when... You haven't made any big trades for the first time in 20 years. It does say a lot. But on that note, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Bottom Line Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the NHL trade deadline on Twitter and Instagram at BottomLineWMCX and on Twitter at the NVP Show, hashtag Bottom Line. Leave a voice message on the Anchor app or Anchor.fm. And if you like what you see on YouTube, please be sure to drop a like and a comment down below. Helps out tremendously. And please make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you don't miss an episode and subscribe on all audio listening platforms. Just include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. Neil, this was such a pleasure to do in person again. It really is great to see you again. I can't wait to do this again real soon. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know when the next time necessarily I will be here in person, but uh, no, it was, it was We'll figure great. it out. Yeah, exactly. It was great to it was great to be in person and you know, you know kind of have one of those things like the good old days, you know, just uh, yeah. one of those things. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it again uh, very soon. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, good luck in this best of four series against us. It should be uh, very interesting. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I will wish, say I this. I don't wish you any luck. Well, I, <laughs> that's surprising, but I'm not, I'll say this. The Rangers are not winning all four games against the Devils. I'm sorry. That I, is not I happening. Hope, I hope that's the case. I hope that's, I hope that's the case. I hope they don't <laughs> win every single game. I hope we can win a game at home. Mm, well, that, that'll definitely be a confidence booster. I'll say that because yeah. you, you need all the help you can get, especially when it comes to yeah, home thanks. games. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, in all seriousness, they, they really do need to get some help there because it, it's, it's a joke they can't we win know. at home this season. But anyway, though, all jokes aside, though. Also, can I just like promote something really quick? Go ahead. All right, cool. Um, I'm sure for, for those of you that don't know, I am the host of the Double State of Mind podcast on the Hockey Podcast yes. Network where basically I cover the Devils. We actually are doing a giveaway right now, a jersey giveaway um, on the Double State of Mind podcast, where basically the rules are simply this. Just make sure to follow and retweet uh, the post. I have it pinned on Twitter at Double State. Um, and if our post on Double State is the most retweeted post of all the teams in the Hockey Podcast Network, I have the pleasure of giving away a free Devils jersey to a lucky fan who retweets it. So please, nice. please, please. I'm trying to win one of these at some point. Can you please just retweet it? Even if you're not a Devils fan, right? If you're not a Devils fan, I don't care. Retweet it because you know what? It's a free jersey and you really can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, please do that. That's a fair point. And go subscribe to Devil's State of Mind, by the way, on the Hockey Podcast New episodes Network. every Monday and Thursday, yes. wherever you listen to podcasts, Hockey Podcast Network, or... Of a state of mind. And also follow Hockey Podcast Network on all social media as well. 
For New Bill Piano, I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This is the Bottom Line Podcast. It's great to be back in person, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace.